If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me fresh off the gambling table, got got us some uh, some horse racing in. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, welcome in. Uh, thanks, Pat. Good to be here. Hat Friday, as you guys know. Thought, what better way to go on a gambling show than wearing the most recognizable gambling headpiece? I feel like we need to get like. Sports Better by Dummies branded ones of those. Of these? Yeah. Like on the little band here? Oh, yeah. I'll get you one, get yellow ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, now we're, yellow. Now yellow we're talking. Black stripe. And oh, the black yeah. stripe has the Sports Betting by Dummies. Be beautiful. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. Now we're, we're making things happen. Uh, Diz will not be joining us. He is still working, but also he has a uh, golf date with his boss uh, after he gets off work. So uh, Diz will miss you, but enjoy the the golf. The weather out there seems to be fine. All right, Tyler, let's get right into it. Lately, this first week of the season, we've been talking about the NRSI, so we have an NRSI update. And we're not going to do this every single episode, but... I found some information today that helps prove why the NRSI is supreme. So we'll get there, but start off the NRSI record this season is 56 and 40 after yesterday's games. Um, The average odds are minus 110. So they are still at basically an even number for the spread. If you take a spread in an NBA game, no matter which one you're on, you're getting minus 110. So it's still a very good value on these NRSIs. A better who has bet every single NRSI this season would be up 10.91 units, and if you recall on Wednesday, it was a little bit higher than that. We've had a couple bad days in a row, but uh, we are getting there. Um, And the average odds today for the NRSIs are minus 111. So again, we're staying in that minus 110 range. Now, here is the groundbreaking thing that I found on Twitter uh, this morning, actually. So, if you had bet every NRFI, the no-run first inning, the more popular brother of the no-run second inning, so far this season, you would be down 18.5 units. That is a lot of units to be down, especially this early in the season. Um and then on the flip side, even if you had bet the opposite side, you've bet yes run first inning, then you would only be up 2.08 units. So that is why the NRSI is supreme. We are up 10.91 units on the season so far. Granted, we're only a week in, but I expect to see similar results at the end of the season, and we will keep track of this throughout the entire season. I mean, I don't feel like almost 11 units a week is anything to, you know, needs it. Pretty uh, solid. Yeah, absolutely. And to be, you know, 28 units better than the alternative or what people bet more on, then what are we talking about? How could you not say, like, okay, the NRSI is where I need to be putting my money, not the NRFI? 
Some people are setting their ways. We're, we're trying to change things. We're trying to bring money to the betters. We're trying to make things happen. The rest is up to you guys. We, we can only give you the information. We can help you out, but you got to help yourself at some point. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the NBA play-in games. So the uh, first one tonight, Tyler, we got the Hawks at the Cavs. Um, the Hawks are two-point favorites, last I saw. Um, John Collins and Lou Williams are both out for the Hawks. Uh, Bogdanovich is questionable, but he did go through shoot-around, so I believe he is going to play. Um, but the real, the real kind of question mark tonight is Jarrett Allen. So he is going to try and play tonight. He went through shoot-around. Um, he hasn't played since March 6th. Now, the Cavs, in that stretch, since with being without Allen, they have gone 7-12. and um, And many of those wins were against questionable competition at best. Um, but some, some overall numbers here. The Cavs, 23-17-1 ATS at home this season. Hawks, 14-27 ATS away from home. Hawks eight and two ATS their last ten, but five and twelve ATS their last seventeen on the road, and uh, the Cavs four and nine ATS their last thirteen and two and five ATS the last seven at home. So, um, some pretty interesting stats there. But uh, again, all of those for the Cavs were without Jarrett Allen. So, um, I I personally think Allen is the huge difference maker here. I think even if he is a shell of what he typically is, just being out there, maybe playing defense, maybe not being the offensive force he can be i i think it's a huge huge uh benefit to the Cavs here tyler what what do you what do you think on this game any thoughts from you i mean it's uh offhand finger fracture that's been plaguing him right so you'd think his rim protection would still be there just his defense i mean rebounding may be a little tougher yeah um i don't know if the nba is is you know loose with the quarter zone shots as like the nfl is i don't I'd assume he's probably going to go out there and get a shot. Just had his, you know, hand pretty much left hand pretty much numb. But I mean, like his his thing he brings is defense and rebounds, and I think the defense will be there. I'm not sure if he'll be able to hang on to the rebounds as much, but he's never like the, you know, go to offensive scorer. You don't like give him the ball when you need a basket. And expect him to do something. He was always more, you know, something that gets set up by the players. So. Yeah. I am seeing 82% of money on uh, Atlanta and 80 or 84% of bets are on Atlanta. And that's, that seems uh, really heavy for a 1.5 thread. And that's what I am loving is the the Hawks are are the darlings of the league right now. I mean, there, there's no there's no secret they've been really really hot ATS, but most of those games have been at home, and I don't think this Hawks team is that good. You know, we, we've been betting on these games all season long, and the Hawks have been a team that's been kind of inconsistent. You know, it, it, it's been hard to bet on the Hawks. Um, we've been kind of fading the Cavs of late, but we knew that because Jarrett Allen was out. Now that he is back. I cannot believe that so many people are actually on the Hawks on the road tonight in a one-game playoff game. I'm just, I mean, I think a lot of people just saw the score and, like, the stat line of that Hornets-Hawks game. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually watch it to see that Charlotte played no defense. Like, 
you know, the cat or the Hawks didn't even have to work it. Like they'd make one pass and Charlotte's defense was just fell apart out of position completely. Wide open shots all game for everyone. You know, Gallinari, who's not normally the great player in this stage of his career at a huge quarter, uh leave RJ did RJ Hunter what's his name? Uh, Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had a massive third quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't really expect either of them to do that again. Cats are a little better. I mean, 1.5 is pretty tough. but I mean, I, I would even feel okay taking Cavs money line, but I'm definitely taking I mean, the, the plus the plus the points with the Cavs is just in case. But I, I, I think, too, we, we know the Charlotte Hornets team. We knew that they weren't a defensive team. We knew – for them to win, they were going to have to outscore the Hawks, which they didn't do. The Hawks didn't do anything special or anything abnormal to win that game. The Hawks arguably didn't play good defense either. Yeah, the the, like the, the Hornets Hawks just defense wasn't good. The Hornets had a terrible game. Yeah, uh, Lamelo Ball. People may just looked at his stat line and saw, oh, he had you know what twenty six points or something. Oh, he he shot twenty five times, I believe. Yeah. He was just out there chucking. They weren't really doing well. Miles Bridges, one of their better players, got ejected, but the game was already out of hand there. Like yeah. The Hornets just weren't ready to play. I wasn't impressed by the Hawks winning by, what, 29 points? Yes, Probably the least impressive 29-point victory you'll see. So I'm with you if you're leaning on Cavs on this one. Yeah, 100%. So I, I think uh, we're, especially in the playoffs, we're getting to fade the public time even more. And... You know, the first few play-in games, the money was kind of close. It was like 60%, maybe one way. We haven't seen a bet like this where it's been so severely one direction. I mean, I don't understand it. No, no. And I it, I think it's just more so, too, people try, not following the NBA throughout the season. They're just trying to follow, you know, maybe in the last couple of weeks, maybe looking back at some things, and they're not realizing, hey, this Hawks team – maybe not as good or as hot as people realize. So I, I think the Cavs pull it off for us, and uh, I think that's also big for the Pacers, isn't it? Um, I think if the Cavs win, the Pacers get the what, like projected 15th pick in the draft, I believe. I think so, yeah. So, so that'd be big for us. Otherwise, we get, what, like a second round next year? I believe so. So maybe two second rounds, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which would be disappointing to get back for a player of Carol Silver's skill, even if he's always injured. Right, right. So we got it. We got it. We're kind of pulling for the Cavs here, but uh, in our humble opinions, we think the Cavs have this one uh, tonight. All right, now th- this is where shit has hit the fan today, Tyler, and I know you are very aware of this, but. In game two here, we have the Pelicans at the Clippers. Um, the Clippers opened as four-point favorites earlier, but then the bombshell dropped. Uh, Tyler, do you want to fill the people in on what happened earlier today? Uh, I can only assume you are talking about coronavirus coming back and striking Paul George the day of their most important game. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Paul George, who's literally missed the entire season up to this point, 
even like throughout the heart of COVID, when we saw super people being out due to COVID, like at the beginning of this season, and then Paul George comes back for like three games, and then in a game where it's a win or go home, he literally tests positive for COVID. And P. <laughs> now that's that's funny. We might need to print those shirts, especially if the Clippers get dominated today. Um, <laughs> but also, I thought they weren't going to like test players anymore for COVID. I mean, he must have been showing symptoms then, right? Maybe he self-reported. Uh, I mean, I believe, like, I think they'll test him if they're showing symptoms, but if they're not showing symptoms, I don't think they're testing. But So he must have been you know, coughing up a lung, or maybe he said, you know, hey, um, I got COVID, guys, can't play, sorry. Like you said. Who really knows? I'm sure the story will come out sooner rather than later, but now it has flipped to the Pelicans being one-point favorites. Um, uh, some stats behind this. Uh, Clippers, 20-21 and 21 ATS at home. Pelicans, 20-21 and 21 ATS away. So literally the same ATS for the, the two teams up to this point in the season. Pelicans, 6-3 and three straight up their last nine, and 6-1 and one ATS their last seven against the Clippers. But then turn around, the Clippers, 4-2 and two ATS their last six, and 4-1 and one straight up their last five when playing in L.A. against the Pelicans. So both have some pretty good trends going their way. But I, I, I got to be honest, there is no way that I if I was betting this game which I don't think I am I I might change my mind and go do it now that I know that PG is out but the Pelicans are going to win this game like there's it's just it's going to happen when 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 the game was Clippers minus four with Paul George playing I was struggling a little bit with that I was leaning the Clippers winning but not covering that but now that you don't have Paul George I mean, there. I don't see a way where the Clippers can win this game. Um, I'm not seeing it too. And then today comes out with more drama in the Clippers organization as well. Did you see that? I did not see that. I more uh, more drama than the uh, the fan protesting and trying to glue her hand on the court. That was for the Timberwolves. But... <laughs> Apparently, Kawhi Leonard strikes again. Same thing that happened in San Antonio. The team's saying he's ready. You know, their doctor's saying he's ready to come back. And he is once again saying, no, I'm not coming back. I'm not ready. And, you know, two times is getting to be a little bit more than a coincidence. So, not 100% sure. Just know that might cause a little strife in the organization. Yeah, certainly. Um, especially like in a game like this now where Paul George is out, you could really use Kawhi to help bolster the lineup, maybe get you guys through the play-in game and get you guys to the end of the playoffs where you could get PG back and make a run at this thing. Um, so, yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Is that how that saying goes? It just said the actual tweet says two times or two time finals MVP Kawhi Leonard unlikely to play in the NBA playoffs. Kawhi's camp and Clippers brass are in disagreement as to Leonard's availability for the playoffs. This has led to growing frustration from both sides. So I mean, sounds exactly the same situation again. 
Wow. Not really what you want when you gave up how much to get him, you know, to get him and Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. You, you neither went, of them are there. You went all in for him for exact situations like this, and uh, neither are able to do anything. So. And they play five games together. It's it's great. Um, do you know what Kawhi's contract situation looks like? Any idea? Uh, I believe they can both opt out after this year, can't they? Ooh. So then you would have to assume that Kawhi's going to opt out basically ASAP, and maybe that's why even Kawhi's not even playing because he's like, I'm ready to get out of here. I don't like the way it is here in L.A. Like, I'm as good as gone. I'm not going to come back and try to do anything for this club, for this city, and end up hurting and then not having to get a full contract. See what it is, because I think he was on to three plus one. This might be year two. Okay, so he might still be under contract, but who knows? Oh, I guess he has two years, actually, still. I wonder... I mean, if if he's disgruntled, do you think they would trade him and try to get a King's Ransom for him? I don't know if they'd try and get a King's Ransom for him. I think if he's disgruntled and not playing, he's already 30 years old, and he is making 42, like almost $42.5 million next year and $45.6 million the year after, and has an op- his own option, 24-25, for $48.8 million. That's so, a lot of cash. I think if they're both disgruntled with each other, they may try and at least, you know, some cost fallacy, just get that off the books so you can sign somebody else because you are LA, you can bring in a free agent. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Kawhi, PG, you guys want to reunite in Indy? I'm good. <laughs> both drafted by the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, who's, who says no other than Tyler? A lot of people the way Paul George did uh, did Indy. It's true. I'm still not over him fouling on that three-pointer against the Bulls this year. Down bad. Ruined, ruined the first bet. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we'll never forget. No, I will. I will never forget. I don't know about you, but. You always remember your first bad beat. Always. Always. All right, Tyler. Uh, it's not really on the schedule, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, let's go through some of these other uh, first-round playoff matchups in the NBA. Uh, game one that's happening tomorrow, Jazz and the Mavericks. Now, obviously the big news here is Luka Doncic. He is at least out for game one. Um mm-hmm. If Luka comes back and plays every other game besides game one, Tyler, how do you see this series going? It's hard to tell because, I mean, the Jazz have been notoriously bad in the playoffs. Correct. Good regular season team, bad playoff team normally. I mean, Donovan Mitchell really hasn't been the same since the bubble where he, you know, hit – I'm sure we all remember the Jamal Murray Donovan Mitchell battle from the bubble where they were both just looking like the next MJ. Yeah. Points wise. But I mean, he hasn't really been the same right now. Utah's still favored in the series, I believe. Yeah. And I and I think the reason that is is because there's thoughts that Luca will be out multiple games. 
Um, the the Mavericks have won three more games this season, so I, I think the Mavericks are the higher seed, and I think the Mavericks would be favored if Luca was playing. But uh, that's... just that, but losing, you know, if they lose tonight's game because it is like you said, Mavericks higher seeded home court, they basically lose home mm. court advantage with the game one loss. That's true. That's very. So I true. think that's probably the biggest factor in this situation. You are wise beyond your years. Pretty old. <laughs> but uh, I like the Jazz any game that Luca's not playing. Uh, do you like them by the minus five, or are you just like a money line there? For game one, I'm taking the Jazz minus the five. Minus five? Yeah. Um, I I do have that game as one of my dumbest dummy bets, so we'll, we'll get there. Um when we get there, but uh, I do, I do in fact like the Jazz minus five in Game One. But that that series is probably one of the few series where it might go on literally a game to game basis because we're just not sure what Luca's availability is going to be. Right. The whole series literally, I think, revolves around him. We we know this Mavericks team. I mean, they got rid of poor Zing God. They have Spencer Dinwiddie now, but. Outside of Luka, I don't know that they have the firepower to keep up with another NBA team. Right. I mean, he's the best player in this series, so him not being available is a huge swing. Yes, 100%. So, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, this one intrigues me, and I think it intrigues me more than most. The Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Um, I believe the Grizzlies are fully healthy. I believe the Timberwolves are fully healthy. Um. I I think a lot of people will choose the Grizzlies to win in four or five. I could honestly see this one going seven. Um, I think the Timberwolves will steal a game on the road and maybe win one or two at home. So, I mean, I, I, I could very easily see in this going seven. I mean, they're both young teams, which we really haven't seen either of these teams in the playoffs. Correct. So tough matchup first round to predict what's going to happen. I mean, the Grizzlies have been, you know, just dominating regular season even without John Morant. Correct. I mean, I know I was at that Pacer game where they uh, absolutely got clapped. Were you at that one with me? I'm trying to think if that was no, I don't think I was at that one. But yeah, the the Grizzlies. I mean, the the biggest knock on the Grizzlies in years past was they were too dependent on John Morant. Like, if he was out for whatever reason, they were getting, like, absolutely demolished, and John Morant wasn't able to stay completely healthy. But this season, I think there's something like 20-3 and three this season without John Morant playing. Um, so they have the depth. They have the young core around Ja. So I think uh, the Grizzlies have finally kind of came into their own. So I think it will be a good series. I do think the Grizzlies end up pulling it out in seven. But uh, I, I think a lot of teams will sleep on the Timberwolves like they did for the play-in, and I think the Timberwolves might shock a few people. I think the Timberwolves might be one or two seasons away from really being competitive in the playoffs. I think these teams could, you know, after this round, I like not really liking the Timberwolves this round, like Memphis this round, but next round we might have to look into uh, maybe seeing how Memphis performs. They might not be ready for the next level. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 
Um, this next one is the one that I love. The Raptors and the 76ers. Um, I honestly think the Raptors win this series. I, I really do. Um, I think the 76ers have been overrated all season, including once Harden got traded to the 76ers. Um, we've talked about it before. They were comparing them to Shaq and Kobe. Uh, they, so that was clearly overblown. The 76ers have struggled down the stretch. I mean, they failed to cover against the Pacers like twice. I mean, and the Pacers were playing like nobody. Um, and I mean, I, they had Terry Taylor, Dwayne Washington Jr. And outside of us, I don't know that anyone knows who those guys are. Uh, I could not if Terry Taylor was standing next to me in line at the grocery store. I couldn't like wouldn't know who he was. No, I'd be like, wow, this guy's kind of tall. Yeah, did you maybe play high school basketball? <laughs> but another key factor here, Tyler, is the vaccine situation. Yes, that's a big one. So, I believe his name is Matisse Tybal. Is that Tybal? Yeah, close. Their defensive stopper. Their best defensive player. And he literally cannot play in the games in Toronto because of his vaccine status. Mm -hmm. And so you're telling me that, uh, you know, I think the Raptors will steal one in Philly. And then you're going to have not, you're you're not going to have your best defensive player playing in Toronto. And you're going to have to uh, get defense from James Harden. I, I don't see it. It's tough. Yeah. So it just hasn't looked great lately anyways, but I mean looks the like big majority of money and bets are still on Philly at this point. Looking at seventy two percent of the money and seventy percent of the bets are on Philly. How? So you can I mean don't complain. You get a good good little value plus one sixty six on the money line right now. That is true. That is true. And I'm sure if I took the the Raptors to advance. I'm sure I'd get pretty good value on that as well. Let me see. Let's see. Uh, Raptors series betting plus 154. Yes. 100%. Feed that to me. I will be taking that. I can't really take that as a dumbest dummy because who knows when that first round will end. But, uh, yeah, I will take the Raptors all day, every day to win in that series. And then the last game that is happening tomorrow night, the Warriors and the Nuggets. Now, this one is another interesting one. Um, I do think that the Warriors are going to be completely healthy. They, um, They said Steph Curry is now probable for game one. But they said that if he is playing, he will be on a minutes limit, probably 25 to 30 minutes. Now, the Nuggets team has been a team that I have not, I'd like to bet against all season. The Nuggets are kind of in that same echelon as like the 76ers, where they're a good team, but the books overinflate their spreads. And uh, a lot of times they don't cover those lofty spreads, even though they win games. So. And the, I don't think the Nuggets are planning on getting Jamal Murray back for these playoffs. I think that's a bigger deal than people realize. I know they've been without him all season, but he's a he's a key piece to them making any sort of run. I think if all of the Warriors play, I think the Warriors win this series in four or five games. 
Nuggets just aren't healthy. I don't think they have Mike, or they still have Michael Porter Jr. either, right? Um, I do not believe so. Yes, yeah, it's unlikely to return from the playoffs. So that's two of their better players, two of their two of their better scorers, at least. Obviously, Jokic is Jokic, the man there. Yeah. But you have two of their better scorers that they have, probably second and third option. Yeah, and, and here's here's something for you. So, in a team like that. You know, and I would think the Jazz would do something similar with, against Doncic. But with a team like the Nuggets, who their main scoring option is just Jokic, would you not double-team him every time he gets the ball? He's such a good passer, though. That's the one thing that kind of you worry about, right. is him finding someone wide open for either a three or like an easy dunk or something like that. Right, that's the biggest issue is, you know, he's a big, if you bring two bigs to him, he'll probably give up a dunk in the paint because he's such a good passer. If you bring a small and a big against him, you're risking a three-point shot. Yeah. Would you would you stick Draymond Green on Jokic? I would think so. I mean, this might be one of those ones where you just you let Jokic get his 30 points and shut the rest of the team down. True. That is true. Right. But I, I, I do think the Warriors end up uh, mm-hmm. taking that series pretty easily. Um, and then we go to Sunday's games. The first game on Sunday, the winner of the Hawks and Cavs play the Miami Heat. Um, honestly, I don't think it really matters. I think the Heat end up winning that series pretty easily. If 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 the Heat end up playing the Hawks, the the gambling Twitter might explode because they're like two the two darlings of gambling Twitter. But um, I think that he had the Hawks though easily. I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And especially if we get a fully healthy Heat team with Butler, Harrow, uh, Lowry, Bam Adebayo, and then um, even Oladipo, you know, given some some minutes off the bench. I mean, they're scary deep and they're scary good when they're completely healthy. So I, I think the Heat will walk run away with that uh, series. Think playoff Duncan Robinson comes back. If if there's a time as good as any, it's the playoffs, and you have to think too that like with a fully healthy Heat team, he doesn't have to be as much of a focal point. So he might not he might get worse defenders, or you know, he might not more open shots. Yeah, yeah, and and all it takes for him is to have like one game where he just goes off, and then all of a sudden he's hot for like the rest of the playoffs. So I I I do think he could end up being a factor at some point, and especially against lesser competition, he might be able to get back in the groove of things before they start playing teams that matter, teams that can actually compete with him. I agree with you there. All right, Tyler, your Boston Celtics versus the uh, the Nets. How how you feeling on that one? I mean, that's just a tough draw to get because the Nets are obviously better than their seeding. Yeah. Um, and then if the Celtics had Robert Williams, I'd be a little more uh, gung-ho about it. Pretty tough. Time uh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's their best. He's their best. Uh, rim protector. Rim protector. And he, like, 
he's been really vital to their defense because he's very good for a big at switching off the pick and, you know, switching on screens and stuff, being able to keep his feet moving and stay in front of people until they can get switched back. So, like, him being gone is a big issue because Horford obviously can't do that as much and Tice can't as much. Tice is also probably the hardest officiated player in the NBA. That man gets any foul that could go either way, it goes on him. I think it's just, you know, not a big name. Yeah, but, yeah. I, um, I, I think the Celtics pulled off, but I think it might take six or seven. Um, that I, I really think the key is Marcus Smart defending Kyrie this series. Um, obviously, Kyrie, prolific offensive player. Marcus Smart, one of the best defensive players. He's in the runnings for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, if Smart can shut down Kyrie and you guys let Durant eat, I mean, yeah, Durant might put up 40, 50 points, but even then I think you guys could still uh, manage that if you hold Kyrie to like 20 or less. Does Ben Simmons possibly coming back midway in the series affect that at all? I don't think so. They, they so... What'd they say? They said they're expect- hoping to get him back between games four and six or something. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, he hasn't even done like full five on five. He hasn't, you know, been running, hasn't been doing anything. He's been like shooting and doing some other drills and stuff like that. I don't see him coming back at all in the first round. I think I think they're just trying to be optimistic, try to bring hope, and I I don't see it. But if he does come back, he, he obviously brings defensive help and another, you know, kind of ball handler, if you will. Um, but he hasn't played basketball in a year, so I, I don't know how how efficient, how how helpful he could really be. What would scare me on the Celtics is if they can just, you know, give him spot minutes, if, you know, even if the offense isn't there, if his defense, because he was a great defensive player, right? if one of the Jays gets hot, you know, they don't really have someone that could throw him in, get him out of the rhythm, pull him back out, like... That's kind of what I would be worried about happening with him in this series, just kind of like, you know, because right now they don't really have enough defense to put both Jays, you know, to kind of lock down both Jays. So, yeah, that'd be my biggest worry on that. Uh, That being said, money-wise, 58% of the money on Boston, but 66% of the bets on Brooklyn. Yeah, so basically what that says is a lot of the, I don't want to say amateurs, but the the less – experience public money is on the nets but the the sharper betters the ones with a lot of money are more so on the celtics the the bigger units are on the celtics right right the the non-patty parlays are on the celtics right (laughs) but i i think that's probably going to be the best series uh definitely for the eastern conference like no no doubt about it that's gonna be the best eastern conference series um but uh, then Kyrie's fat affected at all, in your opinion? Do what? Does Kyrie for Kyrie having fast for Ramadan from sun up to sundown? Does that affect you at all? I mean, I assume he has done that in previous seasons. I'm not sure if he was. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember this being a thing when he was right. On the Celtics. Right, exactly. I don't either, but I, I, don't I mean... I if he is new to that religion or not, but I have heard people mentioning that... 
I have heard this as well. But I almost I feel like at this point they're looking for anything they can get on the nets or any kind of excuse as to why maybe they don't perform well. But who who really knows? I guess only time will tell. Because I thought maybe the last game they played that playing game against the Cavs, he had already started fasting, and he performed like amazing. So maybe he performs better without food. I don't know. Only time will tell, right? Sure. All right, and then the last one for the Eastern Conference, the Bulls and the Bucks. I think we agree the Bucks are going to win this series. Um, defending champions, the Bulls have been a good story this season. Again, maybe a season or two away. They could not stay healthy. You know, Lonzo Ball is not coming back. He's one of their better defenders. Uh, Caruso, he's been, you know, I don't. I haven't watched many Bulls games, but I don't think he's been as big of a deal since he came back from his injury. Um, I I don't think the Bulls have enough to keep up with the Bucks, and I think the Bucks win this in five or six, probably. Do I think the Bucks have this one pretty easily? Yeah. And then the final series, we have the Suns versus the winner of the Pelicans and Clippers game. Um, I don't think the Suns will run away with this. I think it might be like a six-game series. Really? You're not breaking out your Suns in four shirt from that guy last year? <laughs> I am not, no. But I, I think the Suns need will need a series to get going. I do think the Suns end up making it all the way to the Western Conference Finals and possibly even the NBA Finals. But I don't think they'll just run over teams like they have been in the past. I think, and I think the Clippers and Pelicans are both decent teams. If PG, obviously, if he plays, I think that both of those teams could steal a couple games in that series. So I don't think it'll be a, uh, you know, uh, a sweep, if you will. I kind of disagree with you on this one. I think the Suns will handle business. They've been pretty good. But I think we both agree that the Suns will advance in that series. Yeah, I mean, it basically all year with the Suns, it depends on Chris Paul. So. Yeah. And he normally wears out around this time of the year. Injuries start racking up. So. But he's good. Well, the Suns, the Suns, CP3 was out for like the past month or something, right? He just recently came back, and I think that actually benefits them. Um. Because you're right, normally now is when he gets hurt, when things go wrong, but uh, he kind of had that month where he had that injury, he kind of got rested, if you will, quote-unquote rested. Um, so I, I I think this is this could be the one where CP3 gets his ring. Do you have any futures bets for NBA? Uh, I don't have any new ones. Um, if, we, if we talk about ones that I've made throughout the season at this point, um, I know I have one on the Celtics to win. Um, I'm trying to see what that'll pay. That was when I was throwing at you uh, the Celtics defensive stats, and I was like, oh, they've got like a historic defense going on. Like, You you fell in with that one? You put that one out there? So the, the one for the Celtics is $1 to win $42. So Pretty good pretty good at this point at this point i'm looking like a genius if they can take care of the nets um then i do have a bet place for the suns to win the championship but that's only at six to one so not not great odds but it is something i do have something out there for it 
Um, and then I believe that is... Oh, and then I have one for the Warriors, too. But the Warriors one I got at uh, plus 40, 460. So not great odds. And that was, like, before Steph got hurt. And that was, like, at the height of the Warriors hype. And I'm like, dude, I got to get in on this. And then now they've kind of faltered a bit. But I, I have options out there. So I, I, mean, I Is that one cash edible? Yeah, but it's 46 cents. I mean, uh-huh. and... I, I do I do see I do think when the Warriors are fully healthy they could beat anybody. So I'm I was just thinking cashing out and maybe getting a little more juice now if that's how you feel because they probably have. Oh okay. Let's let me see what the let's see NBA finals. So Golden State is plus eight hundred right now to win. So mm-hmm. it's not terrible. I, you know, I basically Cut my original investment in half, get forty six cents back, and then I wonder if I put forty six cents on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you could cash that out, put your forty six cents in, that way nothing's really lost, same outcome, but you probably get a little more money that way. Actually, I wouldn't. So you wouldn't. If I put that forty six cents that I could cash out for back on the Warriors right now, I'd only win three dollars and sixty eight cents. So I'd actually almost lose an entire dollar if I did that. Yeah, you don't want to do that then. But that's why we, that's why we check these things, right? You know, you Sorry. you always got to be on the lookout for it. But um, yeah, so there there you go. There's NBA talk. Anything, Tyler, you want to touch on before uh, we move on? I think that's it. All right, good deal. Uh, let's talk dumbest dummy picks. Diz obviously did not make any bets because again, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun Patty Parlays, and he is doing a fantastic job of doing that um i went seven and seven i went exactly even on uh wednesday but i am down 7.98 units and diz is down 1.9 units but i think i have him today tyler because i'm not betting every single nrsf <laughs> i uh it's not your nsrs that are getting you it's the other well ones. fair absolutely fair um but start off, we've already talked about it, but I like the Cavs plus two versus the Hawks. Uh, so that's that's one of mine for tonight. And then I like the Jazz minus five versus the Mavs in game one. Um, no Luka for the Mavs. And I just, I I might honestly look at taking the Jazz to win by 31 plus, Tyler. They might, they might make a comeback for the playoffs. I don't know. I just feel like you don't see the blowouts like that because... Rest is, you know, it's end of season. If yeah. people have blown them out, they generally pull their, you know, starters. That's very later in the year. I feel like that's why we saw the thirty-one point victories uh, start going down. Yeah, the the Jazz thirty-one plus point victory right now is plus forty-one hundred. It, it's it's almost worth it for that value alone. I'll say even if you don't do it in the. Uh, this dummy that might be worth throwing a dollar might might be worth a little sprinkle we but it, definitely not a dumbest dummy for that but uh something something i might be looking at then i like the raptors plus four versus the 76ers um i like the celtics minus four versus the nets and then i like the angels rangers over a half a run scored in the second inning so this is the opposite of the no-run second inning. This is a yes run in the second inning for those that are wondering. But the Rangers are tied so far for the most yes-run second innings offensively this season. 
They have scored the most run, the most times offensively in the second inning this season. So the Rangers are very clearly a second inning team. That, that part of their lineup has been producing. And then on the flip-flop, the Angels, the team they're playing against, is fourth in that same instance. So we have two top five second-run inning scoring offenses going up against each other, and I don't like either pitcher. And so I'm I'm going for my first ever yes-run second inning. To so not strong pitchers. Not strong pitchers at all. So I, I am going for my first ever yes-run second inning tonight. We'll see how that pays off for me. Going against the numbers. I'm actually well, going this... with the numbers. I'm just going against the blindly betting the no-run second inning. This is kind of the evolution of it, right? If, if they start you know, adjusting the odds and we have to start getting creative with our stuff, this is that next step. I have the numbers for the no-run second inning. Obviously, not every single one hits. And so you got to be keeping an eye on the ones where maybe you go a different direction and try to cash in on that opportunity. And then, Tyler, the the king returns tonight. I have to do it. Now, Tyler, you were not on this podcast last year at this time, but the Canadians made an incredible playoff run that nobody expected last season. And the sole reason for that happening was my guy, Carey Price, in net. He has not played all season. He is returning tonight for the Canadians. I am taking them at plus money at home against the New York Islanders. And I know what you're saying. You want me to just donate you that dollar. But uh, I, I have to do it. I have to take my boy, Carey Price, and the Canadians at plus money at home on this good Friday. You and the Canadians, I I do not get it. You've lost a lot of money on the Canadians this year. That yes, that is correct. But I blame that for half of that because of Carey Price not being in net for them this season. I feel like this is an emotional bet. It very well could be okay, but. The Canadians money line for that last that last little bet. That last dumbest dummy bet. <laughs> Tyler can't even do anything but just shake his head. If if Diz was here if Diz was here he'd be uh he'd be you know, give rip me a new one. But uh No, I don't think he would. I think he wants you to make this bet right now. You, well, correct, correct. But he would be like, Pat, you gotta stop. Like he, mm. After the month, when the hockey season ends, he'll tell you like that. Next year, maybe don't don't bet on that. Yeah, but you know, I I told Diz. I texted him this morning. I said I woke up, and I woke up feeling dangerous. And this this fits that play style. My last two dumbest dummy bets is me living dangerously right now. That, that, that's me really feeling no those last two that I just said those those were the ones where I'm feeling worse. no 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 but I, I woke up feeling dangerous I woke up feeling crazy and those last two bets are full fledged just like reasons that that happened so I think we should have Diz on the other side of that bet for his best bet just, <laughs> just chop him in there we, we might shoot him a text and see if he wants to do that but uh 
Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. And Tyler, you know if those hit tonight, I'm going to be blowing up your phone and just celebrating getting crazy. If that 31-point victory hits, I'm gonna join, I'll be joining you on that one. If that one hits, we'll both be impressed with, what, an extra 40-some dollars in our pocket? Hell yeah. Big fan, big fan. All right, Tyler, group best bets time. We went 2-1 and one on Wednesday, so another positive day. We're making our way back to even. So as a group, we are down 4.3 units. So what uh, what tickles your fancy tonight or this weekend? Get out the good old uh, DraftKings here. Not DraftKings, FanDuel. Sorry, <laughs> right. FanDuel kind of just laughed at our faces when I sent them the promo and uh, – they adjusted the not odds for that one day. I was say, not only did they laugh in your face, they said, "You know what? I'm gonna just approve a yeah. just approve a point. We're gonna adjust these odds crazy and see if you're still willing to bet those. Maybe, so, maybe now we need to cut a promo for DraftKings and say they need to start offering the no run second inning, and we'll be we'll go along with them. Just shoot our shot until someone says yes. So, in NBA, between the two games tonight, which one did you like better? Oh, boy. Well, before everything happened, I felt better about the Cavs. But uh, now that PG is out, I feel pretty good about the Pelicans. And so, the little minus one favorite. I'd even be willing to take the Pelicans on the money I mean, I was thinking the other one, thinking uh, the home dogs have been good to us. This is a home game for the Cavaliers. That is true. We do like ourselves some good home pups. That was kind of where I was leaning. Perfect. I'm with it. Cavs plus one and a half. Yes, sir. I like that one. Okay. Um, How do you feel about the Jazz minus five tomorrow? Jazz minus five. That's with Luca out, correct? Correct. I'm with it then. As long as Luca's out, I am with that. And then, do we dare? Do we dare go to Celtics minus four? If you don't want it, there's plenty of other games we can choose from. I'm thinking Celtics. Honestly, maybe stay away. See how that first game goes, because like that's that's completely fair, especially without Time Lord. Right, because without him, we're not sure what we're gonna see. With Kyrie not eating, we're not sure what we're going to see. A lot of question marks in that one. Right. You know, just I'd like to get a feel for that one before we bet. We've got potentially six more games to bet on in that series. Right. Um, I'm not losing sleep letting one go by. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let's see what else. The only reason I am hesitant on taking Raptors plus four and a half is because it's at Philly. And we could see Philly coming out hot in that first game, especially because they have their full team and covering by like six, winning by six. Um, I, to be honest, I think six and a half is too much for the Timberwolves-Grizzlies game. But I, I, I also is another one where I could see the Grizzlies running away with that one too. So it's like a lot of these remaining ones, I'm like, I could see going either way. We just do the 
two for today. Who want to do that? All right. It's good to me. All right, so we'll do Cavs plus one and a half and Yaz minus five. So I feel like those are the two we're most comfortable with anyway, so Correct. we'll stick to our guns here. I like it. Now I need to check something real quick before I get into the Hail Mary parlay of the day. While you're doing that, I was actually sent a hits parlay from a friend. Ooh, okay. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. Eight legs, and it's juicy plus 1,882. Big fan. And have these games started yet? There's two games that have, that are going on. No, it is for the Reds at Los Angeles tonight, and that's a 10 p.m. game, I believe. Yep. Yep, that's and a light one. The A's versus the Blue Jays, which I believe is a seven oh eight. All right, lay it on us. So these are all just to record a hit. Okay. Kyle Farmer. I will call this tough one. Tyler Naquin. Naquin. Yep. Naquin. Will Smith. I mean, he's great at hitting. We've seen that. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't been sick of hearing that one. Bradley Zimmer. George Springer. Springer. Eli White. Okay. Colton Wong. Yep. And Jose Altuve. Okay. There you go. He also threw in a few other games there because uh, Wong is on the Brewers and oh, yeah. Altuve yeah, is on the Astros, happen. but they they all haven't happened yet. So you see can the uh, Angels, Rangers, Cardinals, Milwaukee, then there, then Astros, Mariners as well. So. What what team is uh, I think the only one I don't know which team is on is uh, White White and Zimmer. What what games are those a part of? Zimmer is part of the A's Blue Jays and okay, White is so. part of the Angels Rangers. Angels Rangers. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I will definitely. And that's all just to record a hit. I'll just record a hit. Looks like most of them are either even or, you know minus odds but combined together pretty juicy pretty juicy and, and it, this guy has been pretty reliable on his hits parlay i was gonna say from it. from the sound of it the man's been uh pretty much on fire so, i figured i'd share one because doesn't share him very often right on right on i like it big fan big fan all right tyler Hail Mary parlay of the day time. Now, this was tweeted out or retweeted on our Twitter at SportsBetByDumb. So you may have already missed out on the first couple legs of this. There's actually the second leg is going on right now, and it's in the fifth inning. And it's if, if either team scores a run in the fifth inning, I end up losing the Hail Mary parlay of the day. So we're, we're kind of sitting on pins and needles here to start off. But the first one, the first one cash, but... So the first one, Mets first five result versus Diamondbacks. That already cashed. The one that is going on right now, Twins, Red Sox, first five under five and a half runs. There's currently five runs scored in that game, and they are in the fifth inning right now. So we're we're hoping that one comes and comes through for us. And then we got Nationals, Pirates, no run second inning. We got Phillies, Marlins, first five under four and a half. Yankees first five minus a half run versus the Orioles. A's first five plus one and a half versus the Blue Jays. Uh, Giants Guardians first five under four and a half. Uh, 
Tigers, Royals, first five under four and a half. Braves, first five plus a half run versus the Padres. Dodgers, first five minus one and a half versus the Reds. And then we got Cardinals, Brewers, NRSI, and Cubs, Rockies, NRSI. And you may have noticed during half of that I was checking my watch because I'm like, oh, God, did the run score? Did the run score? I was getting other updates, so we're, we're still we're still – we're still good for the time being. It's a nail biter. It is very much a nail biter. Tyler, do you have anything that you need to get off your chest before we uh, send it to the weekend? Well, as we said on this podcast before, I'm a Vikings fan first, but a Colts fan second. And Ballard made a move today. He did a big move indeed, and I think Jim Ursay helped helped out. You know, as he as he does. If if you get a good free agent that is like right there or possibly you know on the fence, what does Jim Irsay do? Send the private jet, pick him up, spare no expense. Sparing expense. Talking about that though, they actually are paying him cornerback seventeen money. It's pretty good. Seventeen. Corner paid cornerback for easily better than what that what he is, and normally in free agency for a place like Indiana, you mm-hmm. have to overpay to get someone to come here. So that is a big win for them. They have a very strong looking defense. Um, I don't really see this defense getting beat by Jacksonville like they did last in that last week of the season. So you would certainly hope so. Um, I I will say that. Chris Ballard's strategy finally paid off for him in this sense. He's not one to pay up and above market value for someone. And so the right. fact that he was able to, you know, not rush out there, not try to sign this guy to some ridiculous contract, like you said, paid him a, you know, middle of the tier cornerback one money, but he's definitely going to be our number one cornerback and he's going to be a, a cornerstone on this defense. So big get for the Colts. And now, uh, all eyes pretty much point to the draft. I, I think the Colts need another wide receiver or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could lineman. Use, we could use a lineman or two as well. Outside of that, you know, we're starting to kind of sure some things up. We're starting to see this team kind of come together. Um, maybe one more corner, or one more safety would be ideal. Um, I think they're pretty solid on safety because they did make a signing. Oh, well. that's right. We got Rodney McLeod from the Eagles, and then they have uh, Blackman coming back, and they have Kari Willis. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know we, we we're not we're not so far away from a uh, pretty solid roster. If we can get like one or two wide receivers, uh, linemen, and maybe another corner. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's corner depth at this point because we got the number, you know, got their number one. Don't really need to go out and try and hit a home run on that one. Just solid player because they have their slot corner, great slot corner locked up. Uh, yep. Kenny Moore. Got a great, you know, number one corner now. So if you can, you know, fill out some depth in those positions, safety's good. You know, tackle would be nice to have. They've got Pinner stepping up to cover for uh, Glowinski that's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he played well in the minutes he got. Just if you get someone to throw or for Matt Ryan to throw the ball to at this point and should be a playoff team. I don't really see how there wouldn't be at this point if they stay healthy. I agree. If you're the Colts, would you look at going after a Julio Jones or Jarvis Landry? 
I, I think Jarvis Landry is obviously a better player. He's he's kind of more so in his prime of his career than Julio is. But then again, Julio has that uh, connection with Matt Ryan. They've been there before. But uh, I think Jarvis could be a number one. I don't know that Julio could be a number one right now. I believe Pittman's going to be their number one. But because Jarvis is more, you know, Pittman's a big, big body uh, contested catch guy where Landry's your possession receiver, you know, your short passes, your fives, your six, you know, four, five, six, seven yard passes. He's not really going to burn down the field. Right. So, I mean, if Paris Campbell can be healthy, that can be their deep threat. Like you said, get him. That opens up the middle for uh, Landry kind of run around. Wait, there's some options out there, but we're not going to overpay for him. So maybe we can uh, get another steal like we did for Gilmore, and maybe we could uh, all of a sudden be looking pretty scary. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts taking uh, the Georgia wide receiver Pickens. The, he was hurt most of the year, came back for the playoffs last year. Pretty good player. So if they could get someone of that caliber in the second round, that'd be good. Yeah, and it's a very um, deep wide receiver draft. I mean, that's all we've been hearing is that they're super deep wide receivers. And Purdue's David Bell has basically been begging the Colts to draft him. He actually went to, like, the local workout where, like, the local college kids that probably aren't getting drafted, mm-hmm. you know, go and, you know, perform for the Colts. He actually, you know, Someone projected to be what, maybe a third round pick, second round pick at top, you know, decides, hey, you know, I'm showing up there too. That's how much I want to play for the Colts, hometown kids. So, I mean, I'm all for it. Maybe he tells his agent to tell teams, hey, I'm only playing for the Colts. Don't bother drafting me. Because, I mean, we've seen, uh, I believe it was, who was it, Lyle Collins, the Cowboys? He had a little legal trouble and basically said, hey, if you're not picking me in the first round, don't draft me because, you know, if I'm not getting picked first round, I'm choosing where I'm going. Then he ended up doing that, went undrafted and signed with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe. I I wouldn't be opposed to getting him. I mean, he didn't have the best combine, but his tape looked good in college, so. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, also, happy Good Friday to everyone out there, and also happy Jackie Robinson Day. It's it's one of the, I believe it's the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the uh, color barrier in baseball. So uh, it's a big day. I think everyone in baseball is wearing number 42 to uh, represent, so it's always a fun day in baseball. You get to see all these people you know, supporting Jackie Robinson and uh, rocking the number 42. So I uh, wanted to give a good shout-out for Jackie Robinson Day as well. All right. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, make sure you go to our YouTube. Type in SportsBetByDummies in that YouTube search. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, But uh, hopefully you guys have a nice, long, profitable weekend, and we will see you all on Monday.